It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Playing out the scenarios for the day is Texas Longhorns in the college football playoff. It's kind of dizzying, but at the same time, it's fun to be in this spot. Longhorns have a chance to clinch a Big 12 championship on Saturday. And uh, got to do that first. Got to do that first. That's safe to say. Uh, don't take care of business Saturday. None of this matters, but it is fun to be talking college football playoff. And, yes, it could land on the unfortunate side for Texas as far as the Final Four. But at the same time, it also could land in a good place. That says, guys, I'm not expecting the Horns to make the CFP. If they do, I will do cartwheels. That might be the best approach here into the weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's 11 and one, man. I, like you got to have hope. And one. Oh, yeah. 11 and one. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, you have hope. I mean, I think there's. You know, I don't know what the percentage chance is, but uh, there are, there are plenty of scenarios. And I do think, having watched Louisville play last week against Kentucky. That's, by the way, that's the game I was watching, not watching the Jets-Dolphins game. That's what I was watching, too. You're <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. we were talking about how the Jets-Dolphins-Amazon game on Black Friday is the, the second lowest viewed NFL game on Amazon so far, uh, which is which is low. No one, I forgot about it. I really did. I mean, it, it was, you know, Thanksgiving. and play, I mean, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers had been playing, I probably would have remembered it. Uh, but I didn't want to watch I've watched enough Jets football this year, I think, that I've just tuned them out. Well, I like to see what Mike McDaniel's wearing generally. Like he's that's fun to watch. Oh, I know. That's weird <laughs> that I I don't know what because Friday morning was busy, family here and whatnot, and then uh, coming off Thanksgiving, and then I started watching the Louisville Kentucky game. It was uh, a great game too, uh, and it was a good game, real good game. And um, you know, little did I know that after that game, the Aggies were going to hire Mark Stoops and then fire Mark Stoops. That was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I didn't. I forgot the game. I have three. Mem- this is totally about me, but they, I have three members of the Dolphins on my fantasy football team. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tua and Mostert and Jalen Waddle, and I totally forgot. I was like, oh, dang. Uh, but, uh, yes, that's the game I was watching. And Louisville, point of that is Louisville has a really good pass rush, and Jeff Brom's a really good coach. And it's also a point of fact that Florida State did beat Florida that night, or Saturday night, but their offense was by no means dynamic. I mean, I don't think they got to 270 yards of offense against a pretty b- – Florida just fired their whole defensive staff, essentially. Uh, because their Billy Napier's defense was terrible. And one like Florida State was moving the ball consistently. And that's going to be the challenge. And Louisville's defense is good. I know they just gave up 38 to Kentucky. So I think they're, they're vulnerable in places. But their pass rush is really good. And you tell me you got a down four that can rush the passer against a backup quarterback who's unproven. Look, the, the loss of Jordan Travis at Florida State should not be understated. He was one of the best players in, in college football this year. I mean, he's, he's one of these sixth-year players that we talked about alongside you know, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. And uh, these guys are just really, really good quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks. You lose that, you're bringing in a guy. I mean, how, t- how confident would you be if you were, you know, Texas going into this game if you had Malik Murphy still playing quarterback for you? And Malik Murphy at least had, would have played a couple of games. This Rodemaker has played one game, and it wasn't that good. I feel, I'd feel better about Malik going yeah, into the Big 12 so. than I would about that. And, and yeah, that, that Louisville's a lot, a lot better than Florida. So that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. That'll be a fun game to watch regardless of if you have a dog in the fight. Yeah, uh, all the games. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm just going to root for Texas, root for Louisville, and then just try to have some, uh, some inner peace while I just watch games and, and hope for good college football. Because I, I, I honestly, at this point, I have no idea what to root for. Uh, all right, let's get to your top story. I root for root. Well, look, I mean, again, if you wanted to say, okay, what should I root for? I'm rooting for Texas and Louisville. That's it. That's right. <laughs> and then I just want good college football. That's it. That's right. Well, the, if that's it, that, that, keep it simple. The yeah. old KISS method. Keep it simple, Steve. And then hope, hope things go as they should. Hope the cards fall for Texas. Because if you know, you're, you're talking to your, your grandma or somebody and you want to explain what she should be rooting for, <laughs> root for Texas and root for Louisville. Yep. And then, uh, you know, uh, I think beyond that. If, cause if, cause say if, your rosary, you know, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, let me just say it this way. I don't care where, I don't want to say I don't care what else happens, 
But if Texas wins and Louisville loses, that means the ACC champ is out. And if Texas are the Big 12 champions this year, they're going to be in. I don't know where they're going to be ranked. We should, yes. Yes. Because, again, I, I, I think that is as, as simple as it can be. Because the minute the ACC champ is out, the Big 12 champ as Texas, if they are that, would be in. They would be in. I don't know where yeah. they'll be, but they're going to be in. I, I would love. I love your. I don't your, think two I spots are going to the to the SEC. I love your prediction of a or hope of a Texas Georgia and a uh, and a Pac-12 Michigan game. Like I think that would be. Well, I think awesome if you were asking the committee right now, what you know, an ESPN, what would be your favorite picks? It would be number one is uh, Georgia playing Texas in the Sugar Bowl rematch of 2018 Sugar Bowl or early 2019, and uh, the other one is Michigan and and Oregon playing in the Rose Bowl. Oh, those would be uh, great. Great. Yeah. Great, and then we came winners meet and play for the championship. Uh, but that's the simple one. <laughs> it never typically doesn't go that as simple, but let's hope. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics, including accolades for the Longhorns. <laughs> top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories, and we start with college football 2023. All Big 12 football awards announced yesterday. Pretty eye-popping 26 members of the first place Longhorns honored uh, after a, a league, uh, the vote of league, league head coaches, highest number for the Texas program since 2015 when they won the national championship. Big 12 coaches voted senior defensive lineman Tavondre Sweat as the conference's defensive player of the year. His defensive line mate Byron Murphy voted the league's defensive lineman of the year. Linebacker Anthony Hill uh, earned defensive freshman of the year honors. And on the offensive side, it was A.D. Mitchell uh, voted the conference's newcomer of the year. Xavier Worthy, Jatavion Sanders, Kelvin Banks, and Burt Auburn all made the first team all Big 12 team on offense. Uh, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, all named to the first-team defense. Jonathan Brooks, A.D. Mitchell, Jade Barron, second-team selections. Longhorn opponent in Saturday's Big 12 championship game also garnered a couple of major accolades for the opponent on Saturday. Oklahoma State running back Ollie Gordon voted the league's offensive player of the year. Mike Gundy voted the conference's coach of the year. 11-1 Texas faces 9-3 Oak State on Saturday at 11 a.m. Steve Sarkeesian will have his final meeting with the media this morning after practice. Um, get the update on the, the latest on the injury front. For the Longhorns. Also from college football, transfer portal officially open. Players already announcing their intentions. Or actually, transfer portal opens Monday, but players are already announcing their intentions, including the Duke starting quarterback Riley Leonard, who announced yesterday that he's going to enter that portal uh, after the departure of head coach Mike Elko to Texas A&M. Leonard is expected to be one of the top players available. ESPN's Pete Thamel already reporting that Notre Dame is expected to target the junior. Former Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson's already announced he's transferring to North Carolina. South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler says he's headed to the NFL. In the NFL, Week 13 does kick off tonight in Arlington. Long uh, Cowboys have won three straight, uh, 13 straight on their home field. They're going to host the Seattle Seahawks tonight, who come in at 6-5. and five. They've lost three of their last four. College basketball playing in front of nearly 5,000 screaming kids yesterday. It was the annual 40 Acres field trip uh, at Moody Center. Texas women uh, improved to 8-0 with a 112-74 win over Oral Roberts. Head coach Vic Schaefer's Longhorns off to their best start since 2015. They're going to face a huge early test on Sunday afternoon, welcoming mighty UConn to the Moody Center. Rodney Terry and the Texas men back in action tonight. They welcome Texas State, the Bobcats, to the Moody Center at 7 o'clock tonight. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Double up discounts this month by getting 5% off any rental or purchase of steel outdoor power equipment by donating two non-perishable food items from Capital Area Food Bank. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, and I know you uh, you were talking yesterday about how big this game is with Texas women and UConn on Sunday. I mean, college football will be over by then. Cowboys play tonight. Um, you know, the, you could still get to the Texas women's game, get home in time to see that Niners-Eagles game. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. But this is a big game. Vic Schaefer, Gino Ariema. Uh, this is a good Texas team. You like Rory Harmon and the pieces, but uh, this will this will be a big test. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a big it's a big moment for them and we need we need all the all the Texas people to come out to this one. This is if you if you've ever thought about coming to the game, taking your kids to a game, this is a good one. The games are fun and, and our our team is very good. And this is it's such a big moment for them and, and UConn UConn's uh, four and two this year. So it, it looks like they're they are you know a little bit susceptible. So I think it's a it's a good chance for Texas to get a marquee win over a big program. And not that they haven't had some of those, but a, but it's a huge home game. The fact that UConn's coming here that's a big deal. It is, uh, and that's you know, mighty UConn has not been as mighty of late. Of course, LSU won the national championship last year. Baylor was real good uh, with with Kim Mulkey, but uh, UConn is UConn, and Texas wants to be in that conversation. You know, big picture in women's basketball. Uh, the Texas men are back in action tonight. They'll play Texas State, the Bobcats. Good for Rodney Terry, by the way. 
you know, brought his alma mater in, St. Edwards, playing Texas State, which is cool for that program to get to play. Uh, you know, if you're going to play non-conference games that you want to improve upon, you know, play a team that's local and play a team that's close. And that'll be fun tonight to see the Bobcats coming up here and uh, and playing. Uh, this is a huge, you know, not huge. This is a, this is the the tune-up for next Wednesday night's game against Marquette. Any chance Dylan Sue's back for the Marquette game, or are they they're tapping the brakes on Dylan? I haven't heard anything on that yet. I I, I did hear he was kind of w- doing some some walkthroughs and stuff with the team in New York, but I. I I, I don't think they're going to rush it, but I, I d- actually don't have any <laughs> any inside info on that. But I would say, the the longer the better. It's not you know I don't I don't think there's any reason to to get him out there yet and, and test that foot. So okay, we'll see. All right, well, uh, Longhorn hoops got Longhorn volleyball beginning their run in the uh, the, the volleyball tournament to, uh, this week, uh, this weekend. So they'll be a two seed, but uh, hosting games over at Greg. Yeah, I think they have the the Aggies today. I oh, that tonight? Yeah, I believe it's 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 tonight. So yeah, oh, it's one of those Thursday Saturdays. Yeah, and Ooh, then it's the Aggies. Yeah, come on, then, man. And then it's the the winner of uh, SM. I believe I can't. Yeah, let me let me double check that. I don't want to. I don't want to throw. Oh, out good luck to Jared Elliott's team as they, uh, of course, they're the defending national champions. Didn't have quite the year this year that they had, but they lost so much. You know, Logan Eggleston and all those great players moved on. Uh, but yeah, they play Texas A and M in first round action at six o'clock tonight, and then uh, they'll also the the other game is Texas State SMU. So it's a really really localized regional. It really is a regional. I mean, gonna be a lot of Bobcats on campus. You got the Texas Ben playing the Bobcats in basketball. The uh, Texas State volleyball team will be over at Gregory Gymnasium playing SMU as part of that tournament. So uh, should be a fun night of uh, sports down on the 40 acres where the Cowboys are playing the uh, Seattle Seahawks up in Arlington. Congrats to the Longhorns and all the honors. I mean, somebody mentioned because I said there were 26 members uh, because of the Longhorn football team that were honored in some level. And that's because, I mean, there, there's nine guys that made one major award, but um, you know, another 15 or 16 were honored as honorable mention, meaning getting votes, right? Yep. Um, which is pretty cool, and this tells you to the level. It's, it hadn't been this, you know, much accolade for Texas since 2005, and they won the national championship that year. That's how talented this team has been, and obviously that's voted on by the coaches, which it also should should say that uh, the coaches didn't vote for Steve Sarkeesian as the conference's coach of the year, and probably shouldn't be surprised by that. That's just, you know, I, uh, you know, if you had asked me yesterday who's going to be the conference's coach of the year, I wouldn't have picked. I, would I have picked Sark? I don't know. But if, if they told you he, w- he went 11-1, and one, you, you would well, – and again, had him in the Big 12 championship Well, because I, we know how these – you know, the, what, who would the media voted for? Because coaches – I understand the coaches in the Big 12 still looking at Texas as, as a team leaving, and we're going to vote for one of our own. I understand that. You know, we're, we're going to vote for a guy who's going to be in our conference beyond this year, and if it's even, right? And because Mike Gundy's team was picked to finish seventh or eighth in the conference, so they finished in the Big 12 title game, uh, won eight, seven of their last eight. It's not, it's not like he didn't do a great coaching job this year. And Sark's team was picked to win the dang conference overwhelmingly to start the season, and they won. They have a chance to win the conference. Yeah, I just, I just have a little. I, and, and once again, we we found out yesterday. I'm a big homer for for Mike Gundy, but. When you lose forty-five to three to Central Florida, and you lose to South Alabama, and you lose to Iowa State, I just have trouble giving the coach of the year to 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 that person over a person who won the conference and or who won the the, the regular season conference and is playing in the Big Twelve title game. It says, guys, the last team that had a chance to three-peat and made it to the championship game, Texas beat them. That was USC. I'd love to get the opportunity to do that again. That's true. And actually, the last two teams that had a look at a three-peat, Texas beat. Nebraska in the middle 90s was going for three in a row, and Texas beat them in the Big 12 championship That's game right. as a 21-point underdog in the first Big 12 championship game. Longhorns then derailed USC in 2005 going for a three-peat. You know, and then that story can be told if the Longhorns get a matchup with Georgia either in the semifinal round and or the championship game, uh, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. The, the other thing I don't like about Giant that, killer. Yeah. <laughs> the giant, giant killer. It'd be nice. The, yeah, the other thing I don't like about that voting, the, the, I know no one's talking about it with Sark, but – Jade Barron getting left off the first team, and I know he made second team, but that that guy has proven weak. I mean, he's been one of the highest rated in the entire nation week in and week out. He's one of the best defensive back, huge pro prospect. And so for him to kind of get snubbed on the first team, I, I was a little questioning on that. Okay. Uh, let me look and see, because I can have the list here of who won what and see who actually got uh, first team in the secondary. Because, uh, look, Texas was, was you, know, you know, far and away the best team in the conference this year, but uh, – the 
I mean, this list is way too long. I'm not going to go through <laughs> that right now. Uh, but yes, uh, Longhorns honored 26 guys. It's hard to it's hard to argue. But yes, and Sark misses out on 50 grand. He, you know, his contract. If he wins Coach of the Year, he gets 50 grand. So he can thank his fellow coaches for that. Um, I'm not stressed about his financial situation. <laughs> well, that's another good point, by the way, because you know Steve Sarkeesian, in the general scheme of things, is an under is he's making five million dollars uh, between five and six. I think it's closer to five. Uh, safe to say they win Saturday. Whatever, no matter what happens in the college football playoffs, Steve Sarkeesian is going to get a uh, a generous boost here coming. Yeah. Um. And you know, yeah, and he's earned it. Uh, you know, look at it, it's, it's one of those things where he was paid commensurately coming in, and now he's turned the program and the recruiting and the talent and everything we just saw. If you win a Big Twelve championship, uh, and and are in the mix for the for the you know, Sark can't control what the fourteen commit there the thirteen per person committee does, uh, but the Longhorns if they win Saturday are certainly in that conversation rightfully. Um, it'll be a big race for Sark because, I mean, I, I, it was DeLos Dodds who told me way back, you know, at Texas, if your coach deserves the, the raise, you've got to keep raising them because you don't want anybody coming fetching around, right? You don't want any, any need. Make him. Um, because Sark, do, are you to the point where you, you believe Sark is the, without a doubt, the right coach for the Longhorns big picture? Is there any doubt in your mind? Uh, no, not currently, no. I think, I think he has. I, like, I've I, I never doubted him. I just – it, it's tough to sit through, you know, we always hear it takes three to four years, you know, but, the, and I think that's where my doubt came in. Cause we, we heard it with strong. We heard it with Herman. We heard oh. it with, we've heard it with all these coaches of, I need three to four years. And then we gave up early and I think we're seeing it now, but I, I, I do think, look, you, you talk to the kids, you talk to people about, and you do start, talk to the kids when you're NIL, you're around them a lot. Yeah. And, and they're, it, it, they, they love coach Sark and Sark is, when you hear the things from the players, you hear the things from the writers. You everybody loves Sark, and he is an awesome guy. He's he knows what he's doing. He's got this thing. Look, the results speak for itself. He's ahead of schedule. Like we we all thought this. You know, I, I know a lot of us are excited now and, and fighting to get in the playoff, but most people didn't predict that. We did not. No, I mean I, I, mean, I, I predicted ten and two. Nine, yeah, I thought it was an eight or nine win team, and so he's ahead of schedule. I, he he has proven that 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 he is getting this program going in the right direction. Everything's pointing that way, whether it's recruiting, whether it's, you know, the, the national media talking about us, whether you've got people starting to sneak that phrase, Texas is back, blah, 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 back, in, back into things because of where he's got this program. So I would say yes. And I also think, he, you know, he, you're going to have to give him a raise, especially when A&M threw $7 million at Mike Elko. Yes. So. <laughs> right. And you don't want to, you don't, you know, anybody sniffing around your coach at this no. point. Or, or um, the NFL sniffing around. Right. Well, that, then you can't prevent that. But what you can do is make sure he's among the highest paid coaches. But he's got to win this championship first, which is coming up Saturday. That's where I'll give Sark more credit that he, he has even – he did – we played the interview earlier that he did on SportsCenter. And he's, he, he said what I said. He said, if we win this game Saturday, you'll, I'll be the biggest lobbyer. I'll be politicking like crazy. And he was talking to Matthew Barry of Sports Center, who hosts that uh, on ABC, the college, you know, the last the, the, the show in the evening where they do all the highlights. And Matthew Barry is like, absolutely, coach. If you guys win Saturday, come on and, uh, you know, do your lobbying. That's when Sark will do it. And that's the right thing. That's the right approach here. You can't start getting too far over your skis until you actually win this game. And I think Sark is aware of that. And I would say to your point of the kids loving it, I mean, Sark has checked all the boxes for me. Um, and you know, I, Rod Babers, who we hoped Rod's getting better. I did see, by the way, I did see, I, I did see Rod on the uh, the Longhorn live stream last night. I was not able to, to be a part of that uh, on Inside Texas, but uh, Rod was there, so Rod's up and talking. I just think he's in the protocols, and uh, he's not going to leave his house until he's uh, 100% through the COVIDs. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Rod, you had a great point to start this year that this is the prove it year for Sark. I mean, he wasn't the only one to say it, but you know, this will be the year where everyone who believes in Sark will now have the ammunition to say, Here, see, we told you so. And everyone who doubted Sark, which, good, there were reasons for doubts. He'd never won 10 games in a season. Um, first two years, five and seven is unacceptable. Last year, they, they blew leads late that um, you know, probably should have won those games. And you can put a lot of them or several of them squarely on him uh, for some decisions he made. Uh, and so, and, but this year has, has kind of quieted any of those those you know critics oh there were there were people saying he was on the hot seat this sure. year well this was, look, this was yeah. a prove it year this was a I agree. it was a because it lined up this was a down year in the big 12 you were picked to win the big 12 by the media this wasn't like texas coming out of nowhere they were go back to july at big 12 media days they were the heavy favorite to you know overwhelming favorite to win the big 12 so they've lived up to expectation but the other things are more important he's really galvanized this locker room the culture building piece that he's talked openly about uh, the recruiting um, you know, when you have young, young high school players 
recruiting for you, right? When and they want to be a part of that culture because this is you know, talk about building relationships. This is what you know, not to go back to a previous coach. But this is what Tom Herman was terrible at. Tom Herman was terrible with relationships. He might be a really smart football coach. Uh, the, the mastermind, as Dave Campbell's Texas football called in the start. But this is a relationship business. Uh, you've got to have the ability to connect with people. Tom Herman had the opposite. Uh, he repelled people <laughs> in a lot of ways, even his own coaches and his own players. And then the recruiting dried up. This is what you like about Sark. We know he knows football. We talked to Alex Okafor yesterday, uh, the lifetime Longhorn. He was with us, and he talked about watching the film. Sark still dials up some unbelievable play calls and game plans, and um, you know he's been great with that. But the thing that, the thing that really has separated him, for, in my mind, as far as any, any criticism, is his connection the ability to connect with his locker room, to connect with recruits, to connect with uh, you know the people that are important in the program. Now, that's Mac Brown like. Uh, it's Mac yep. Brown like of his ability to to be a, a genuine leader, not yeah, a CEO. Yeah, uh, while coaching. Now, is he perfect? No, no one's in here saying that. He's, he's got to win this game Saturday uh, and win a championship. But I predicted ten and two. I thought they were going to be ten and two. I thought Texas was going to lose to Alabama, and I thought they would lose one conference game. Instead, they won. They lost one conference game, and they. You know, beat Oak, beat Alabama. So I mean, that's that's why you're in this conversation. We said it the day Texas, or the night Texas beat Alabama. Well, now if you can take care of your business, you're going to be in the bigger conversation. And they only stubbed their toe one time, and that has them in where because if they had beaten Oklahoma, they'd be number one in the country right now, and we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> the you know the committee, Texas would have would have earned that. And uh, but you know they did lose that game, and this is another credit to Sark. He he has said since that loss to Oklahoma. Uh, the first thing he's written on the board on a Monday for the Monday game prep meeting is uh, this is a Big 12 championship game. This is a Big 12 championship game. And have they played that level every week? No. I mean, they had the near miss at a Houston. They had, the, the, they had to survive Fort Worth. But it does feel like having gotten through the injury to Quinn Ewers, right, having navigated the injury to your starting quarterback, uh, getting through that K-State game with Malik Murphy, getting out of Iowa State with a 10-point win, and then throttling uh, Texas Tech 57-7. to it feels like this team believes in itself, and it feels like they're playing their best football, and they have an opponent on Saturday that uh, they match up very well with. If Styles make fights, Nick, this is a good fight for Texas. This is not a, a running quarterback. This is not a pass-happy team that can take advantage of coverage of breaks in the Texas secondary. Uh, this is a running football team that wants to be – they want to be physical. They want out physical. Nobody out physicals Texas in this conference. We'll see if they get to the Final Four, but no one uh, – even Alabama didn't out physical Texas. Yeah, and I think I think we've seen th this season's been really funny because, you know, generally you see a team if they're if they're gonna get to this championship level, they 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 have this ascension, right? They're getting better each game, or like by the end they're firing on all cylinders. And and I think right now it feels like Texas is firing on that, and they're playing how they how they should be playing, and they're playing up to their talent level, especially after that Tech game. But I think this year was so interesting because you had so many random little setbacks. You had you know, Quinn's injury, you had – or actually, I shouldn't even say little setback. Those are big setbacks. You had Jonathan Brooks getting injured. You had all these things where you've had to adjust and you've had to change who you are and you've had to figure out, okay, wait, the the defensive backfield didn't look like we think it does, but, but now we're starting to find the guys. Now we're starting to figure out the right combinations. And so I think this is – this is the big stage for Texas to 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 start Steve Steve Sarkeesian's lobbying to start that moment of hey we're here we just beat Tech by fifty we're gonna walk in here into the Big Twelve championship we're gonna kick your butts and you can't leave us out of this so this is that moment where they do it but if they if they like stumble around in this game if they you know if it's a if it's a something where we win by three or kind of squeak it out. That's going to that's gonna take care of our lobbying for us because it will just feed into the rhetoric of Texas is squeaking by. Texas is, you know, Texas is, they're good, but I don't know how good they are kind of argument that's out there. Whereas if we come in, take care of business, and do what we should, it's it's going to create the lobbying for us. And then Sark and, and all of John Bianco and Chris Del Conte and all the, the force that we have will have that moment to really push through. So hopefully – Things go like that. Speaking of Sark, uh, we will come back and uh, go behind the burn orange curtain. We'll hear from Sark. He was asked this week at his Monday availability about uh, his evolution as a coach, how he's gotten better, because uh, I think that's part of this too. I think Sark is getting better. Uh, he's, he's, you know, uh, fixed some issues that maybe he had in year one uh, into year two, and, uh, you know, he's evolving as a coach, more, of a, more as of a leader in my mind. We know he knows football. We'll hear that coming up.
Also talk about uh, you know the scenarios that are coming. We'll also get you ready for Cowboys and Seahawks tonight to launch week 13 of the National Football League. It's a busy Thursday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Nick Shuley hanging out this morning. Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. Certainly is. We are at the turn. That means halfway through our five-hour conversation. We're nine holes in and nine to go on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. It's brought to you by Callahan's General Store, presenting and bringing you our Central Texas tour of golf. Of golf courses all over Central Texas. We did it last year with uh, 10 courses featured. We're doing... Another run, starting with Gray Rock Golf Club, which uh, looked great when we were out there earlier this week. Omar Uresti and myself, and as I said yesterday, good luck to Omar. Omar is beginning, uh, about to start off uh, Champions Tour Q School, qualifying school, which, as we said, pretty daunting uh, to get that card. 90 players, four rounds, four positions, four cards given out. That's no, it. No pressure on those No points. pressure, no, on every putt, on every, oh, man. Uh, Q School to, to, join, to make the PGA Tour is some of the – I mean, w once you get the card, I don't say the hard work is done, but, man, it makes things so much simpler. But uh, Omar still still grinding at it, and he helped us out there at Gray Rock, and uh, certainly Callahan's uh, can help keep your yard golf course ready 365 days a year. Wouldn't it be nice to have your golf your yard looking like a golf course every day, uh, which you know, Charlie and the team at Callahan's can help you with. Uh, that's where you should get all your, your fertilizers, organic and conventional, everything you need right there. Uh, but, uh, by the way, Tiger Woods teeing off today, in addition to Aaron Rodgers throwing passes, which is amazing, and he's now in the 21-day window where he can practice with the Jets but uh, you know, doesn't take up a roster spot. Um, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods teeing off at the Hero World Challenge. I talked to a bunch of folks yesterday and said, oh, yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Tiger turns on TV sets. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge golf watcher, but I'll watch when, when Tiger's in there. Come on, man. Uh, Hero World Challenge. So, uh, you know, he says his ankle's good. Uh, says he's walking good, ready to go. So that'll be part of uh, uh, the at the turn today. But, uh, you know, when we get to the real golf season, this at the turn segment's going to be a lot of good golf, a lot of good golf conversation as we crank this thing up. But uh, keep your golf course, your yard golf course ready with Callahan's General Store uh, every single day. 45 years right there at uh, Montopolis. I have 183, 185, a flyover. Can't miss it. They've been there 45 years. That's at the turn. At the Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, uh, for the break, we were talking about Steve Sarkeesian and um, appreciate your messages and thoughts on the text line. 447-3776 says, E, how can Sark check all the boxes for you? He hasn't won anything yet. No championships. Consistent winning culture year to year. Well, look, I said that. He's got to win this championship. Uh, but, for, you, I mean, I'm just giving my opinion. I think, because my question was, has Sark, in your mind, convinced you that he's the right coach for Texas big picture? I, that's my answer. Yes, I think he is. Uh, he's checked my boxes. I mean, uh, I, I, I think the way he coaches, the way he develops, the way his, and not just he, his staff. Because, look, when you hire a coach to run a program, the first task is to hire the right staff. I mean, that's the most critical part, right? you got to hire a staff that can both, you know, develop and recruit and fits what you want, which that checks all my boxes. I mean, uh, I mean you, you, some people still doubt PK and Pete Wikowski and some other positions. But, man, the staff he's hired, uh, Bo Davis, Kyle Flood, Jeff Banks on special teams, uh, bringing them from Alabama. You know, you, you lose Stan Drayton, who had recruited B. John Robinson. He goes to Temple to be the head coach. You bring in Tashard Choice. <laughs> who's been lights out developing running backs. So his ability to, to uh, identify the right coaches, uh, I think, is, is a box checker. And then the, uh, the ability to keep the staff together, to have continuity on that staff. I, when you player to player to player tell you, especially on defense, how important, especially the guys who were here before, where there was a rotating door of defensive coordinators and positional coaches like Devondre Sweat and these guys who have been here for, 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 for this long. Um, it, that's hard when you come in with a new coach at your position every year. Uh, it's not good for your program uh, to consistently be changing. But so Sark has come in, brought continuity to that staff. He's the only staff changes he's made, wide receiver coach, and then he, he, had, to, he had to replace his running backs coach. Uh, so so that, yeah, that's a box checker for me. 
And then let, let's hear Sark, by the way, talking about this. Because you've got to hire the right staff, you've got to keep them together, you've got to recruit, acquire talent, and then you have to coach. So far, Sark, for me, has checked all those boxes in a high-level way. Let's hear Sark. He was asked this week about his evol evolution as a head coach. Because remember, he's head coach before. He was at Washington. He was at USC. Then he has his personal issues. Things derail in his life. He has to face those, and now he's climbed his way back. But here's Sark when asked this week about his uh, improvement as a coach this time around. Yeah, yeah. I, it's probably uh, a fair question. Um, I haven't, quite frankly, taken a lot of time to reflect on that. Um, you know, I always, I always kind of do a self audit at the end of every year. Um, we kind of audit the entire organization, and I always start with me first, and then the coaches, and then our staff, and then kind of our operations, and then the players and the scheme, and, and you go through the whole thing. And so, um, you know, I've enjoyed this season. I'll say that. You know, I really feel connected to this team. Um, uh, I feel like that, um, you know, at, at – as much as I've been connected to the offense, there's a natural connection there, be just being the play caller and, and things. I feel like my connection with our defensive players, um, my connection with our specialists uh, has been one that's probably as good as it's been in my time as a head coach. I, I don't know that um, exactly. And there's, I probably have players from my old teams thinking, no way, I had a, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do feel like there's a real connection uh, with the players. Um, you know, we, we put a lot With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. A lot of time and effort into our culture. Um, and, and with that, when you, when you dig into your culture and when you dig into being vulnerable and transparent and having that connection with your, with your players, there's probably a little more self-reflection along the way because you want to make sure that you're conveying the things and acting in a way that is one that hopefully is emulating what you're talking about. And so... You know, whether schematically I've been better or worse or, or, or game management better or worse, I don't know. That, that stuff I'll, I'll audit at the end of the year. But um, from a connection standpoint, you know, I've, I've, I feel very good about where I'm at with our team. Um, but I'll say probably the most important thing is how much I've enjoyed the season and enjoyed being with our players uh, every day. Like, there's, there's, there's uh, you know, as a coach, when you get up and talk to your team, Sometimes that can feel almost – you never – I never want it to feel mundane or routine. I never want to get up there and sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, the want, 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 where they don't hear me. And so I always want to make sure that I'm trying to provide a message to them that is, that is tangible for us as a team playing on, on Saturday, but also somewhere in there that there's a lesson learned and a life lesson for growth. Um, and I still, every time I get up and to talk in front of our team, I still get these just natural little butterflies. Like, that, what, a, what an unbelievable opportunity I have to stand up in front of a group of men that I'm, I'm trying to help influence them in their lives. And so I, I don't take that stuff lightly. And I've probably appreciated that more this year than ever, uh, consistently throughout a year. You know, it's easy, the first speech of the season, but I'm talking about this morning, right? at uh you know at eight o'clock in the morning how am i talking to those guys what's the message and am i capturing those guys in the room to where we're connected and we're cohesive in in what we need to do all right uh, lengthy cut but good uh sark talking about uh some self-evaluation and self-audit and i think that's a uh, it's another box check connection is important think consider this like he talked last week about how his connection with bert auburn his kicker and how they they laugh a lot together remember the previous coach here wouldn't even say the kicker's name <laughs> and mocked at the kicker and and decided that that was a, a clever way to go that I don't even know who the kicker is. What's his name? I mean, that, and he thought that was funny. Um, obviously, you know, there's a different, uh, different, different type of coach in Sarko. I think is a genuine leader, not a toxic leader like Tom Herman was. Uh, all right, so uh, this says the previous head coaches couldn't get Texas to where Sark has them now. That includes Mac Brown post-Colt McCoy. Well, that's true. And, I look, I do think 
then that's from our buddy CB. Thank you, CB, on the on the message line. Look, that's true, and I I will go back to this, and I've said it all off season. I've said it uh, since to anybody that will listen. Coaching continuity matters. Coaching staff continuity is huge uh, in any level of football, and that's I mean, more than I mean, and you you combine that with the acquisition of talent and then Sark's ability to connect with his locker room. It's it's what's led to this, and who knows where it goes from here. By the way, Ty Ty Ty, Ty and Nick, if uh, I think people realize this, but if the Longhorns were to make the Final Four and play, say, in the Sugar Bowl in the semifinal, the national championship game is in Houston <laughs> at NRG Stadium. <laughs> uh, that's where the national championship game is. So if you're looking for a carrot, uh, if you can get through Arlington, you may have to make a short trip over to New Orleans, and then if you can find a way to, to, to win that game, Houston is the destination. But first things first. But as for Sark, coaching staff continuity, Nick, is, is vital. And I, even this, what derailed Mac Brown? Mac Brown was derailed after 2009-10. He had the coach in waiting, decided that was a good idea. Okay, good. But then you have to go through with it. You can't put the engine brake on the coach in waiting with everyone making plans for their new life and say you're not doing it and then one year later fire them all <laughs> and start over. One of the things that made Mac Brown so great was when he first got here in the late 90s was coaching staff continuity. He stuck behind his coaches. Everybody wanted Greg Davis fired every offseason for the first five years of that program. Everybody, Mac got to change it. Greg Davis, not good enough. Mac was steadfast in his belief of keeping the staff together. He did lose Bull Reese, his defensive coordinator, early, but he retired, replaced him with Greg Robinson and Dick Tomey, which were great hires at the time for the Longhorns. And that led to, I mean, you, you want the same guys out recruiting. You want the guys, same guys you know, selling your message. You want the same coaches uh, teaching the players the same way year by year by year. That's how you build a program. And so uh, that's another box that I think Sark has checked in a big way. And if it continues, I think the, the winning continues. They're going to win national championships? I don't know. It's hard to win a national championship. Uh, but I think this program, with its, with its NIL reserves, which will have this staff has shown it can recruit and develop, uh, it says to me that uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian is the right coach for the Longhorns now in big picture. Yeah, and look, uh, poor, poor A&M's going through the exact same thing right now. The grass is always greener, right? Like it, they, th these, these schools that have made these money whip hires, these big flashy hires – the Jimbo Fishers, the the Lincoln Rileys even, like all these things that are these layups. I think it's like my, my frustration is it, it, people people don't see what we have ever. It's always like, well, but what if we could go get so-and-so? And and Sark has proven that, that he is the right person for this job. He's doing the right things. He's got the program headed in the right direction. Like there's, there's no layups, right? Like Kirby Smart wasn't a layup when he started, and he inherited a – a, a ten and three Georgia football team from Mark Rick, and then they they went eight and five the next year. So it's not the, these things aren't magic, and they take time. And I think he is proving the progression. He's done the right things. He said the right things. The results are proving the right things. And yeah, teams slip up. They, 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 those Georgia teams that won national championships, some of them have lost games. Alabama, some of them have lost games because they play tough schedules. So to me we have our guy like he is the right guy and he's the right guy to take us into the sec he's been there he knows this well, and listen if, if they lose saturday i will come in here monday and say they still have the right guy because I, that's I my totally opinion. agree uh that's my opinion it's not predicated on this championship i, I think agree. they'll come because uh, you just said it right here's the 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 uh, ironic part for a&m i think a&m might have finally hired the right guy i agree i think they may have finally and i, I from could, the start he was the right guy for because them. he's not a he's not a flashy slam dunk you know got to have him, you know, didn't go snatch Dabo Swinney or Ryan Day. They hired a coach who knows their culture, who's been there, knows their locker room, and fits what they want to be. That's why I thought Jeff Trailer would be a real good hire for them, too, but they didn't go that direction. I uh, wanted someone who knew the locker room and, and could keep this, this team together at A&M. Uh, but you're right, because when, when Sark was hired, you know, he was not even a head football coach. Uh, it, was, it was questionable to a lot of people that you go with Sark in that spot. Uh, and, you know, I think he's earned the respect and the trust of a lot of, a lot of the Longhorn fans, and um, I think everything you just said is, is, on, is on point. Uh, so we'll talk about it with you. Um, this says, uh, how does Nick Saban do it? How, Nick Saban does it because, and hopefully Sark can be part of this moving forward, is you evolve. You evolve with the game. This is another thing I like about Sark is that he, there's things within college football and its current inner workings that he may not like, but he's controlling what he can control. I mean, uh, how many coaches out there belly aching about this and that and the other thing? Now, look, I understand Sark is in a good place because he's got money and he's got NIL and he doesn't have a lot of issues some of the other ones do, but it doesn't do any good to complain about it. Uh, you either evolve with the sport as it changes 
uh, or you get passed. I mean, that's just pretty simple. Uh, but that, to me, that you want to ask what, what, what the greatest strength of Nick Saban is, is evolution. His ability go to, to evolve with the game and evolve with his players and continue to stay connected with his locker room year after year after year. And what you just said, he hires the right coaches. We stole a lot of those coaches, oh, that's right? Exactly right? And each year he gets those coaches stolen, which is a great, you know, of course you want the continuity, but it's even better when your coaches are getting promotions, when your quarterback coach becomes the offensive coordinator or the head coach. That'll be the next step because you, yep. you can wait to hear a guy like Jeff Banks, Jeff Choate. These guys are going to be sought. Uh, big picture. And then you have to replace them. And you're right about that with Nick Saban. We've got to get to the timeout. We'll come back with off the record. Take your thoughts on Sark. Uh, also on this game on Saturday, somebody asked, how can Oklahoma State beat Texas? We will dive into that. What is the recipe for an upset if you're looking at Oklahoma State? Uh, but coming next, it's off the record. Oh, by the way, on the Nick Saban thing, he's just the greatest coach of all time. So we, we, I'm not putting Sark into that conversation yet, but you're right. If somebody asked, what is it about Saban? It's everything you just said uh, and, and the ability to evolve the sport. Um, that's, that's a key. Uh, think about Jimbo Fisher. Could never evolve with the sport, right? He wanted to run the same offense he was running in 2013 and won a national championship with Jameis Winston. That's, that's stubborn. That's ego is the enemy, as Colonel Flowers told us earlier this week. Uh, you have to be willing to be humble and evolve as the game evolves. We come back, uh, pick it up with off the record. How about this? We were waiting for a story like this, maybe, or a ruing. Sport, the sports media world meets uh, artificial intelligence, Nick. Sports <laughs> media meets artificial intelligence. Details coming on that, plus some more off-the-record record topics you need to hear coming next on Hook'em Up. Not the best of mornings for travel with a drizzle fog and light rain activity slick streets. Uh, but, uh, you know, overall, folks have done a pretty good job. Now, I say that we just had a crash crop up just south of Highway 71 on Toll 130 northbound heading to the airport. And uh, southbound Mopac, this wreck appears to be over with, but on the southbound side of I-35. Uh, closing in on 51st, a little slow traffic there, and you're back up uh, Wells Branch all the way to the decks. Uh, we're looking at the, the Williamson County delays, toll on 30 I-35. Everything looks pretty routine, uh, so uh, not bad, not bad at all. We thought it might be a little bit worse than this. Now, as we check over at Redbud Trail, Lake Austin Boulevard, uh, that's our latest injury crash over at the Sweeney Lane. This is going to be at Mainer Road on the east side. Uh, we've got a crash there, too. Burn it and uh, a breaker. Looks like an injury wreck there trying to clear in North Austin. And here's one on the uh, northbound uh, tollway, toll 130 at Elroy Road, a crash. I'm Don Miller. There's your traffic. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. We know Austin is a beautiful city, thanks in no small part to the skilled craftsmanship of our good friends at Ironworkers Local Union 482. They don't go to the office. They're the ones who build the office. They've been helping shape Great Austin since 1935, and you see the labors of their love all over this great city in exquisite landmarks like DKR Stadium and the Pennybacker Bridge. And as the city continues to grow and thrive, so does Ironworkers Local Union 482. And right now, they're hiring over three thousand people so if you're interested in a new opportunity maybe you're frustrated with your work choices maybe you're frustrated with your career path maybe you just want to feel challenged maybe you want to feel valued by your employer you can become a valued member of iron workers local 482 and accept the challenge of becoming the best version of yourself while helping shape austin's economic development right now they're hiring over three thousand people so if you're interested reach out to them online today at ironworkers482.org you can maximize your talent today and go online at ironworkers482.org Divided Sky Roofing and Solar, your go-to experts for roofing and solar solutions. You've heard me raving about Divided Sky Roofing and Solar's top-notch roofing services, but did you know they're also your ultimate full-service solar company? After enduring the hottest summer in Central Texas history, we all felt the heat in our wallets. Say goodbye to paying the power company and start paying yourself with a brand-new Timberline Solar Shingle Roof. Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. Visit DividedSkyAustin.com, 512-995-ROOF. Texas license, TECL 37397. Hey, it's Aaron Hogan for Orchard, and you can use your imagination with me for a second, but imagine this, selling your old home from the comfort of your couch in your new home. I know, it's crazy, and your imagination, right? But actually, it's true. With Orchard, you can move into your new home before selling your old home and still sell for top dollar. There's example after example. Here's just one couple moving from Colorado to Texas for work. It's going to be a nightmare. They have to sell their old home first, then move and rent an apartment, then move again into their home. What a nightmare. We've all heard those stories, been a part of that maybe. Then they found out about Orchard's Move First program, which enabled them to 
sell their old home after moving into their new home on their timeline. No home showings, no prep work. Orchard does it all. Oh, and there's even more good news. Orchard sold their home in less than a week and for more than they thought. Orchard sold our old home in less than a week and for way more than we thought. So we got a boat. So again, it's not in your imagination. It's absolutely true and happening all the time and every day. Buy your next home before you sell and be prepared to be delighted. Get a free, no obligation cash offer from Orchard. O-R-C-H-A-R-D.com. That's Orchard.com. When your money's on the line, put it on the line with MyBookie, a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance at a big payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag right now and register for an account absolutely free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use the promo code HORN to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's the promo code HORN to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Have you ever heard of 38,000 plus odds on the 49ers and Chiefs? You won't find odds like that anywhere else like MyBookie. You can bet anything, you can bet anytime, and you can bet anywhere. As long as you're betting with my friends at MyBookie, you're betting with the best. The Tour of Texas Golf on the Horn is presented by Callahan's General Store. Here's Charlie from Callahan's with another green thumb tip. What about Christmas at Callahan's? Great gifts for your family members or friends. Some uh, good selections for you to get the last minute wreath up or some lights up. We have jeans, hats, belts, boots, cookware over in the houseware department. And then we always have the baby chicks and that's always a nice pleasant surprise for somebody there on Christmas morning. Callahan's General Store, 501 Bastrop Highway, online at callahansgeneralstore.com. And hey, get a Cal hands day. Now here's Rita Ballou live from inside your plumbing. Even if your drain doesn't show any leaks or have any eye-watering smells coming from it, it doesn't mean your septic system still may not be working well. Pumping your septic tank can help improve the efficiency of your system, but you're going to need an expert. And that's why Hambone Plumbing is proud to announce Hambone Septic Pumping. The same great company now offering even more services. How do you get your septic system at proper working levels? Rita? Call Hambone, 512-388-7030. Hambonplumbing.com. License number 124 at the Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. And thing sucks. Yes, it is off the record time, and you know that today is the 30th of November. You should know, last day of the month about this that makes it factually it's 25 days to christmas 31 days to the new year or for the last day of the year on this 30th and uh, december 1 will be here tomorrow did you also know this nick shuley today is actually also the birthday uh would have been the birthday of winston churchill and mark twain mark twain one of my favorite authors and one of the best authors of all time can i say that uh, this, we should start calling november 30th mark twain day because we need more mark twain in our world can i just say that can. I can. <laughs> uh, and here's why. Well, the reason I say that is that, uh, you know, some of the best quotes from Mark, I mean, because in today's world, it's out of control on all levels, in my opinion. Uh, you know, keep it simple. Mark Twain, some of his favorite best quotes, best known quotes. There are basically two types of people, people who accomplish things and people who claim to have accomplished things. True. Correct. That's very true. <laughs> Don't go around saying the world owes you a living. The world owes you nothing. It was here first. See, simple. Thank you, Mark Twain. Yeah, he's great. Uh, the best way to cheer yourself up is to try to cheer someone else up. True. Uh, how about this one? What, this is this is very appropriate for today. Mark Twain would have had a birthday today, November the 30th. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to reform or pause and reflect. Love that. Isn't that a good one? Uh, and if you tell the truth, of course, probably most famous, or if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. There you go. Thank you, Mark Twain. Appreciate that. Um, words to live by. Yeah. And also, on, on your calendar, we are 365 days from Texas versus Texas A&M today. One year from today, the yeah. Longhorns will play the Aggies in College Station. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Bang. Way to go. That's right. One year from today. That's been announced. November the 30th. Saturday after Thanksgiving. That tells you Thanksgiving next year is late. It's November 28th, Thanksgiving, and then Black – you think that game gets moved to Black Friday? 
I think it will. I remember Ty said that too, and I think I think that would that would make sense. It would make sense, it would, and it would be um, really compelling to have. I, I don't I don't I think it's going to be on Thanksgiving. Friday. I don't think Thanksgiving because I don't think either team would want a short week. No, like that short of a week. But you know, it would be short on Friday too, but extra day. Um, interesting. Uh, where do you stand on this there, Nick Shuley? Coach Prime, Deion Sanders today has been named the Sports Illustrated 2023 Sports Person of the Year. Sports Person of the Year for a 4-8 campaign at Colorado, but he did take the college football and the football world by storm with a 3-0 and start. I mean, if I, I would be excited about that if this was September 7th <laughs> right now, but I, I don't know that it, it's – yeah, it's – they, they're last place in the I big, always have to ask so right now. If you weren't voting for Dion, look, sports person of the year, who had who 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 took the most headlines? Who who moved the needle more than Dion Sanders this year? I mean, we talk about the T V ratings that went through the roof. You know, some you know, it, it, it at some point it felt like a big marketing ploy that we were all watching. But he did do a great job and he took a team that, that was one in twelve one eleven a year ago, won the first three games, and then obviously the holes in the roster were revealed and they started playing against really good competition in the Pac twelve, but uh, if you weren't going to vote for Dion, who would you have voted for becomes the question, and we'll take your thoughts on that. I don't, I don't have one that, like, immediately pops out of my head. You know, Patrick Mahomes won another Super Bowl yeah. um, last February. I mean, and Patrick Mahomes not only had the uh, – let's not, let's not uh, leave it lost, that Patrick Mahomes finished off the greatest quarterback season of all time. And that's – I mean, that's an opinion, but it's also based in fact. No quarterback has ever led the NFL in passing yards, led the NFL in touchdown passes, won the MVP of the regular season and the MVP of the Super Bowl. It's never been done before. That's the most accomplished quarterback season of all time. I would nominate him as a, a pretty good one. And I, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I would put Shohei Otani in the conversation. I'm going to make a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with, with Shohei, and I'm going to make a lot of people mad with this one, but uh, Lionel Messi. There you go. That um, was impact. that was impact. That, Good one. I feel like that was even a bigger story, especially worldwide. Like that was a bigger story. Him coming to the MLS, like him, it it changed the game for a lot of things in in soccer in in America. So I know most people aren't soccer fans, but even even if you're not, like that was a, that was a huge deal. But I, I do think Dion did amazing things for college football. I, I love we Mark Twain kind of said it like. I do like people that kind of throw a rock in the water, that get on the side that's not the majority, and that's what that's what Dion does. He does things his own way, and you know whether you like it or not, Jim Harbaugh's that way too. And whether you like it or not, they they force change and they do things like God bless the troublemakers. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know that that's what leads to change a lot of times. Uh, all right, real quick, but speaking of change, speaking of Sports Illustrated, you have a story. This is where artificial intelligence. We know it's all coming, and it's here. Uh, meets the sports world, and, and it meets Sports Illustrated. How about this? Read that headline. Yeah, H Higgs, Higgs gave me this yesterday. Mark Higgins, but, yeah. But yeah, uh, the, the Washington Post has a story that says Sports Illustrated use of AI infuriates the staff already in turmoil, and it, it has become apparent that uh, the the website was using uh, fake profiles, and they one of the one writer's profile, this is from the Washington Post, one writer's profile was available for purchase on an AI website, so they're creating fake things and, and I did see a funny post uh, on, on Twitter that said did your fake writers pick Dion as the sports <laughs> your person fake writers? of the year <laughs> oh so you creating AI writers to write stories yes yeah, write reviews etc so it's, it's a little iffy I, I don't I you know people are reporting it but if that's the case that's not not good for sports illustrated that's the fear right um the thing, we the will all we be all replaced. Grew, the thing we all grew up loving, Sports Illustrated. If they got fake, fake writing now, uh, you're in, you're in my little uh, South Austin Onion Creek Studio man cave. You see all my old Sports man. Illustrated they have in here. I got all the George Brett ones still. <laughs> I got I'm George Brett in there. Oh no, what? it's right under that Ken Griffey Jr. one right there Love that it. you're seeing right there. The old uh, flip throughs. Uh, no, no swimsuit editions up in here though, Ty. No <laughs> swimsuit editions. Hey, we come Levy, back. Levy it Dunn's is coming back for, for another. Who year. is Livy Dunn? She, she she did another Sports Illustrated suit. Shoot. Oh, Libby Dunn, the gymnast from LSU, who's cashing in. You keep in that subscription one more year, Ty. Heck yeah. <laughs> yep. Heck yeah. Hey, we'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, hook him up, rolls on with Nick Shuley hanging out, to get rooting for Rod Babers to get back here as soon as he can.